Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Do 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 this is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Greggy. First of all, I'd like to start the show off by apologizing oh, and offering you me? a gift. To me. Yes. All right. I've made a mistake. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's nothing bad. So... In my Damn hand, it. in my hand, I have something here. Okay. When I went to Myrtle Beach, yeah, I brought you back a souvenir. Really? I forgot to give it to you until now. It's interesting. I went to Myrtle Beach back in like the first week of August, and I just found this in my bag today, and I was like, you know what? I should probably give this to Greg. Let's do it on the show. So, you brought me back something from Budapest. So I, I brought hey! you back from the Gamecocks. How about that? Go Cox. <laughs> Go Cox. That's awesome. So my, um, my waivers go through in my home league at noon Eastern on Wednesdays. Ooh, so you're sweating it, walking it, up the stairs it, to the BFFs? I, wa- I was. And it like, I don't understand. Oh my God, that went terribly. That, that went terribly. Like, it sounds like something bad happened on waivers today, Greggy. I, just did, I was just outpriced on the market. That's what it was. Price on the market. That seems to be happening a lot for you right now. <laughs> it does. I, I agree with you. I got a lot of changes I got to make, you know. Doing the best we can. What, what did you get priced out of? What Chargers did you, what did defense. You read, uh, Chargers defense, Seahawks defense, and Tyler Eifert. Chargers defense. What was the other defense? What was the second defense? Seahawks. Seahawks. You know what? I put in for the Seahawks defense last night, too, and I didn't get them. How much did they go for in your league? The, I tied the bid. I had, I had a three dollar bid on them, and I, I had a three dollar bid as well. They went for four bucks. They went in my for league. four. The Chargers, I think, went for like. Well, let me see here. Here's what it comes down the to: the Chargers went for four, and the Seahawks went for three. I had a three dollar bid on them as well. I'm, I might have gone four or five on the Chargers just because they're facing. Yeah. CJ beat hard, as the fantasy executive likes to say. Ben Watson went for eight. That's. <sighs> Here's the thing: when it comes to streaming defenses, Greg. Yeah. If you're only going to use them for one week, like I'll look at multiple weeks in advance. Oh, I if think, you can use them for like two or three weeks two in a row. Two on the Seahawks. That was the thing. Wait. If you can use a defense for two or three weeks in a row, I'm willing to bid more. But the Seahawks have a tough matchup next week. No, they that's why Oakland, isn't it? No. Is that the Chargers next week of Oakland? Maybe that's what it is. It's, they face Arizona this week, and then... They're at home, which helps, but they're facing the Rams' offense. That's an issue. So, like, you're not going to use the Seahawks' defense in Week 5. You're going to pick them up for one week against Arizona this week. You're going to drop them in Week 5. And then, yeah, maybe you'd want them in Week 6 against Oakland. That's at Oakland. But typically, if I'm using a defense just for one week, 
I'm not going to bid more than $3. I ended up with the Lions defense who are going up against That's, the Cowboys. So it's so funny you said that because I didn't get either defense I wanted, so I just put it in a claim for tomorrow to go against the Lions defense. It's not uh, ideal. Like, who would you rather have this week? I, and I thought it was close. The Lions defense against the Cowboys or the Titans defense, which has played very well this year, Yeah, against the Eagles, and they're at home. I like the Lions better. I, I agree. I'll back I was up. doing defense rankings last night, and I'll back I have up the Titans. Though. I have the Lions at ten, and I have the Titans at fifteen. I wish I could the Dolphins' defense has been pretty good against, against New England, but like yeah, that's but just a recipe for disaster. I like the Dolphins' defense a lot. I, I like what they've done. Their pass rush, obviously, we spoke about this a lot. Robert Quinn, Cameron Wake, uh, and then the secondary is playing phenomenal. But I mean, <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about this later in the week too. Even from a betting perspective, like the Patriots are laying seven at home right now, and they're one and two, and the Dolphins are three and zero. Oh. Yeah. And I still feel like you should take the Patriots. Yeah, it makes sense. I completely agree. I think I showed you a tweet about, um, it was like the last two game losing streaks the Patriots have had. That third game, that very next game, their average margin of victory is by like more than 20 points. So that's just Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Well, we knew that already. Coming back home. Like, this is what I was if saying. If they lose two games in a row, everyone's talking about, oh, are the Patriots done? And then this is the classic game where they come out and they win by like 30 points. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. Anything else? Yeah, that's about it. Um, anything else crazy going on your waivers? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I, I do have breaking news for you. All right, give it to me. Patriots will be putting running back Rex Burkhead on IR today. Ooh, well, uh, that confirms he's droppable. <laughs> Something that we've been getting a lot of questions about. And we mentioned him yesterday as a drop candidate. So, uh, yeah, that is pretty big news. Uh, is it IR to return or IR for the season? So, they, put it on, they don't have to designate that yet, but okay. it will be on IR. Um, for now. All right, so, yeah, definitely uh, droppable for now. Or all if you have an IR the, spot, all the Sonny Michelle. you can just stash him. But, yeah, I picked up Sonny Michelle in a league last week, in a 12-team league, where he nice. was, he shouldn't have been available, in my opinion. I stashed him. I did have to make a tough decision, and I did it right before game time, Greg. I dropped Geronimo Allison for him, but my wide receivers are really good in that league. Right. And I wanted to take the shot on Sonny Michelle because it's a standard league, and I just think there's more value in running backs. So it looks like, the value is pointing up right now for uh, Sony Michelle, definitely. And I would say certainly for James White. For James White. But definitely, I will say man. that once Edelman comes back and once Josh Gordon gets in the mix here, I'm not sure James White is going to see the same target share that he has in the first three weeks of the season. Rex Burkhead, Chris Hogan, man. Two disaster early round picks for the Patriots. Would have thought. The Rocky Marcianos, as Corey likes to say. Indeed. Indeed. Both really, really struggled this year. And the Patriots, which... We weren't sure what the deal was going to be with the running back depth with Sonny Michelle and Rex Burkhead and James White and Jeremy Hill and Mike Gillisley coming into the coming into this year. Or now down to Sonny Michelle and James White and that's it. Like who is the backup running back on this team? Uh, I'm sure they'll like call Brandon Bolden off yeah. like the practice squad or something like that. I can look it up for you if you really I, I don't care that much. I was just wondering. <laughs> you know, maybe, you know. Nothing comes to mind. I mean, I'm sure maybe Jonas Gray will be back. Jonas Gray, didn't he? Didn't he get put on like the front of a magazine cover or something? And then like the next week he was out of football. Yeah, I think something like that. Or they did some kind of like feature documentary on him or something. Yep. And then the next week he was out of football. Uh, so running back depth chart: um, James Devlin, but that's their fullback. Uh, that's it, yeah. man. That's There's it, only right? only two on their depth chart right now: It's James White and Sony Michelle. Got to imagine James Brandon. Devlin's also there, but yeah, he's the fullback. I got to imagine Brandon Bolden, as you said, will probably be back. I assume. You know what's crazy? They're going to sign some name. Orleans Darkwell, let's use that as an example. 
Yeah. And people are going to be like... People are going to ask us questions about it. 100%. I had someone ask me a question earlier in the year, Greg. I kid you not. Should I add Orleans Darkwood now because I have a hunch that the Patriots are going to sign him? Before they even signed him! Uh, they haven't signed him yet. <laughs> before, like, even before they did. Like, th- this was like two weeks ago. It was after week one. People are crazy, Greg. Absolutely crazy. So there you go. Let, this is our trade show. It's, it's Wednesday. We want, we, don't, we want to do the trade show. So we have to start with James White, and we have to start with Sonny Michelle. How high do you value both of those guys right now, today, going forward? I know you haven't done rankings this week or anything like that, but this is the time people are going to come out with offers, and maybe in, in the case of certain one of these two guys, maybe this is the time where their value will never be higher before they go out and sign another running back, both a, a bigger back or a smaller back in the case of James White. What is their trade value at this point? So I think in full PPR leagues, James White should be viewed as an RB2. I mean, even in half PPR, he's RB16 right now, Greg. Uh, He's been targeted 20 times. He has 14 receptions, also has two receiving touchdowns. But I could see, again, that decreasing a little bit as the season goes on. Just because Edelman's coming back, he is that slot receiver. He has familiarity with Tom Brady. Uh, So he's certainly going to take targets away. And then Josh Gordon, look, they traded for him for a reason. I don't know that he's ever going to demand a big target share in this offense, but... He can do at least what Philip Dorsett was doing, right? Or maybe even get more targets than that. Right. There's still Chris Hogan. There's still Gronk. So I think the target share ultimately is going to decrease for James White overall. So if you can get someone who's, you know, balls to the wall right now for James White because of Rex Burkhead being uh, put on IR, valuing him as an RB2, right. he's valued as an RB2 right now. Is he going to be that way the rest of the season? Probably, Probably not. not. Who would you rather have, James White or Sonny Michelle? It's... It's cop-out, but it's format-dependent. Like, okay. full-point PPR, I'm still going to want James White. Um, half-point, uh, I'll, I'll say both are in the flex discussion right now in half-point PPR. Uh, and then in standard league and non-PPR, I can see very quickly Sony Michelle becoming a low-end RB2, maybe even push into, like, that high-end RB2 range. So you're... so. Okay, so that means it, it kind of sounds like you'd rather target, I know it's format dependent, yeah. you'd rather target Sony Michelle um, in a trade offer right now. What I think would, he has more staying power. What would you give up? Uh, okay, you know, it's a, I, hate, I hate that question, so yeah. I'm, I'm not going to, that's not, that's not fair to you. All right, uh, you mentioned Geronimo Allison, you dropped him for Sony Michelle. There's this cool feature on Yahoo where you can look at trades that have been made. Yep. So I'll look into Sony Michelle trades. It's interesting you were just promoting Yahoo, you, you hate Yahoo. I do, but I do like this kind of trade machine thing that they have. So I don't think it's fair to do, though, because everything just changed. Because it's different. Everything just changed. You mentioned Geronimo Actually, Allison. There's some pretty serious trades going on involving Sony Michelle right now. All right. Sony Michelle for LaShawn McCoy. One for one. Ooh. Very interesting. I'd, ra- I'd rather Michelle. I'd rather Michelle as well. Yeah. Okay. Because what's the expectation of the Bills' offense? Even like I know Josh Allen looked great last week. People are going to flock to that. But there's still going to be inconsistency with him overall and the Bills' offense and their offensive line. And I know Chris Ivory did well. A lot of that came on big chunk plays in the receiving game, which LaShawn McCoy can certainly be a part of. But more often than not, the Bills are going to be trailing points. Um, and Sony Michelle, look, I think with Burkhead being put on IR now, we know what, what we expected this to become was Sony Michelle on early downs and James White on passing downs. Yep. And really, you know, it'll be game flow dependent. But more often than not, I think we expect the Patriots to bounce back and be either playing with leads or in competitive games. And that's going to lend itself to Sony Michelle having tons of value. So I'm with you, man. I'd rather have Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle for Amari Cooper. Very polarizing. 
That's a really, really good one, too. If you have a lot of wide receiver depth, right? Like, if you were able to pick up some of these guys like Tyler Boyd or Calvin Ridley or Mike Williams or John Brown. Like, there's been a ton of breakout wide receivers. Quincy Nunwa as well, early on. If you have really good wide receiver depth, I think that's a fair trade. And it's something I would try to do. If you're the Sonny Michelle owner or you're the Amari Cooper If I'm the Amari Cooper owner. Wow, okay. Interesting. The thing is, we're right back where we started with Amari Cooper. Before the season, John Gruden was saying he's the focal point of the offense. We haven't had any indication of that. Outside of week two, where he was targeted 10 times and caught all 10 of them, two games out of three, he's been not good, and he's been not the top target in the offense, which John Gruden said he was going to be. So I feel like we're right back at where we were last year. Maybe not to the same extent because it's still early. It's still only, you know, we're going into week four. But it's inconsistency out of Amari Cooper. We're used to this by now. What about Sony Michelle for Emmanuel Sanders? I'd still keep Sanders. Okay. So that, what about Demarius Thomas? That's a little bit closer because I, I, the way that I value the Broncos wide receivers right now, I think Emmanuel Sanders is a rock-solid wide receiver too. And, and, Dema- and Demarius is more of a low-end low end. wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. Okay. That's a little bit closer. Um, if you need the running back help, I think that's fair. Do you think I'm valuing Sony Michelle too high right now? Well, I think we're everything's happening in real time, yes. right? So we're kind of reacting in real time. They have not signed a running back yet uh, to replace Burkhead on the roster. They're going to have to do so. They can't go into, the, I would think, can't go into this week or the future with just two guys uh, healthy and available. Um, I don't think so because I think there's better days ahead for the Patriots. I think Cooper may be a little bit too rich. Not that I like a Mark Cooper by any means. I think mm-hmm. it might be a little bit too rich. Yeah, I would only do it if you have wide depth. receiver depth. Yeah. yeah. If you can afford to do it. What about guys? I agree with you. He's going to be better. He's what not going to have seven some of the names yards. that we talked about yesterday, right? Like, what about a Tyler Boyd? Like, who would you rather have? Tyler Boyd or Sonny Michelle? And that, is that, that's probably team dependent also, right? I think for savvy owners who are paying attention to what's happening right now, they're not trading Sonny Michelle away to get Tyler Boyd. What if A.J. Green's out significant? What, what if all of a sudden we see A.J. Green's placed on the IR? Not that he's going to be. But. Yeah, this is all, you know, what-ifs. Um, I think in that sense, you, you'd, you'd have to keep Tyler Boyd. Because if A.J. Green misses time, then, like I mentioned yesterday on the FanDuel hurry-up, Tyler Boyd would be a top 24 wide receiver, in my opinion. Absolutely. Week yeah. in uh, and week out. So there you go. The breaking news. Sony Michelle, the starting running back in New England with James White, as Rex Burkhead hits the IR injured reserve uh, with a... They, Classified it as a neck injury, which is obviously very, very scary. Not sure what the deal is there. Um, but he's battled some major injury problems over his two years with the New England Patriots. It'll be interesting to see if he does ultimately wind up coming back. Another blow to the Patriots who desperately need to get Josh Gordon back in the lineup. That needs to get Julian Edelman back in the lineup as well. Edelman and Mark Ingram, for that matter, both one more week left before their suspension uh, ends. Josh Gordon, another interesting name. I expect him to be active. I, I think this week we're going to talk to Virginia Zakis and Dr. Ray about that tomorrow. Josh Gordon on our list. But another interesting name. I don't know where the value is, but kind of interesting, right? Yeah, he is. Um, again, we get a lot of trade questions for Josh Gordon, and, and I listed um, the most traded players according to Yahoo on the rundown, Greg. Uh, and Josh Gordon is the third most traded player right now. It's Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson, and then Josh Gordon. That's really interesting. So Le'Veon, people are because... either trying to sell him high now with like the hope of Josh Gordon, or it goes the complete other way. Like The range of outcomes for Josh Gordon, there is no wider range of outcomes for a single player in the NFL, maybe in like the history of the NFL, than Josh Gordon right now. Because we, we saw the, the article on The Athletic comparing him to Chris Carter about how you know, this can be the change for him. This can be, you know, if he really buys into the Patriots system, 
that he can go on to become like an all-pro wide receiver. And we know the talent is there, and it's certainly doable. Or he can be out of football next week. There's no player with a bigger range of outcomes than Josh Gordon in NFL history, Greg. I, very, I agree with that. I, and I've never been truly the Josh Gordon guy. I thought he was undervalued at times in the draft. It doesn't look like that. But would anybody be, would anybody be shocked in the next 12 games if he goes absolutely bonkers? No. And that's the craziest thing. Adrian Peterson being on that list is kind of surprising because I think his role is extremely secure. Like, you know what HP is getting. You don't necessarily know what the Redskins are, but you know what you're getting with Adrian Peterson. If they're up, he's going to carry the ball 100 times. Yeah, everyone's pounding the table right now for Adrian Peterson as a sell-high candidate, and it makes sense based on what he did last week. He's the, wide rece- he's the running back six overall right now in half-point PPR league. So is he what, going are they, to- what are they getting for AP? Do you have that up? Uh, I can certainly pull it up for you, um, but I agree with you. I don't know that... Look, unless you're getting someone who's buying the name of Adrian Peterson and they're saying, oh, I have a top 12 running back or I have a top you know, 15, I have a high-end RB2 rest of season, I'm not valuing Adrian Peterson in that sense. I think he's a low-end RB2, he's a high-end flex week in and week out, and that's how he should be valued. But if someone's valuing him higher as like a top 15 running back based on what he's done in two of three games, then I think you can exploit that. Um, I'll look up Adrian Peterson, some trades, and we'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, some... Realistic or not so realistic things that are going down in the trade market right now. I'm very interested to see that. I listed a couple of names as well. Kenyon Drake, Corey Davis, um, and some others that I really wanted to talk about with you. Try to figure out where their trade value lies going forward. Stick around. More from your fantasy best friends forever coming up next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. You waiting for tonight, Frankie? Fantasy Factor is the only DFS site with exclusively single-entry contests. It is fun and a recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free promos like Survivor Super Bowl Bracket Contest. Sign up today when you go to FantasyFactor.com. That's FantasyFactor.com. Ooh, Greg, I could give you one trade that just went down. Okay. 9-26, September 26th. That's today. The owner of Adrian Peterson traded him away for Rex Burkhead. That's a disaster. That is an absolute That's a disaster. disaster. I feel terrible. All right, but there are a lot of interesting ones here, though. Wait, before we get to that. Yes, sir. Can we just talk about what happened during the break? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Sorry, I'm just so excited about Adrian Peterson. No, I get it. We have a lot. <laughs> trade, trade shows are fun. Um, we're going to take your calls, by the way, to, uh, to round out the show, 844-843-6879, so we take your trade calls. Um, so I have a buddy that works in Full Locker, corporate. And he gets a very good discount? What? What? I'm your best friend. Yeah? You never asked me to do This is the first time I'm hearing about this. Right? You never You know that I'm kind of like a sneaker dude. Are you? Kind of like a shoe connoisseur. Did not know that. Greg, I have like 10 pairs of like Nikes and Jordans in my house. How would I know that? I walk in every day with new shoes on. I don't really get shoes. Oh, God. But anyway, so I need new shoes because... Some best friend you are. Because as you know, Frank, and, and Florio, of course, knew this, very long laces, 
<laughs> yeah. um, you need some new shoes. The last time I got new shoes was last December. It's a long time. Is it? Because I, I don't know. I don't like to buy shoes too often. Um, last December. And I was home recently for the Jewish holidays. My mom was like, you know you have a hole in your shoe. I'm like, yeah, but they're, they're still fine. They work. Like, you can't walk around with holes in your shoes. Especially when you're executive, Greg. So I walked around. I went to like the DSW to see if I can get on sale. And I was like, you know what? I always like going to my buddy at Foot Locker. Because he can get like a nice employee discount uh, with them. So I went to Foot Locker Again, the first um, earlier this week, best picked friends. out the shoes, and he had went picked them up today and dropped them off during the break. For two years, we're best friends. Yeah. You want to see my shoes? Yeah. Let's reveal Greg Sussman's new shoes Brand on the air. Shoes. I right. already got a sneak peek at these, and wow, they're, uh, they're something. They're, they're, they're very me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Here we go. How about, how about them apples? Those, <laughs> those are very out there, Greg. Can we feel them? They feel comfy. You're very big on like this uh, this mesh material. I, I am. noticed. They're very comfortable. I know you, uh, you have like a Nike Roshi run. I do. You have a pair of those. Yeah, these, these the are kind of similar to yes, those. Yes, very much so. Uh, the the like Adidas that. version. It's kind of oh, these are made by Pharrell. Are they? Some kind of Pharrell. Uh, no way! Pharrell, I got Pharrell sneakers. Shoes. Feel the inside of these? No way! Adidas and Pharrell just got a bunch of free plugs for no reason. Uh, inside's a little hard. Uh, but they're very the comfortable. Feel nice. Yeah. What no. shoe are you? What size shoe? Yeah. Like 10. I'll try these on? 10, no, and, 10 and a half. I'm not wearing socks today. Uh-huh. Wearing boat shoes. I'm not going to try on your shoes. <laughs> what? Well, you're not wearing? Are you wearing, wearing boat oh, shoes. Oh, today. we're both wearing boat shoes. Yeah. Oh. We're going to the Hamptons after this. All right, there you go. Party on a boat. My brand new shoes. I'm on a boat. Pretty cool. That was a great intro, too. Shout out to Chris. Waiting for tonight? You're a big J-Lo guy? I'm just a big fan of like 80s and 90s music, Greg. I got you. That, that probably was made in the 90s, right? It was. It was. That song was played at my bar mitzvah at two th- in 2001. <laughs> That was definitely a 90s song. Didn't even invite me to his bar mitzvah. Like, what kind of best friend are you? Yeah. Um, Didn't tell me about Foot Locker. Didn't invite you to my bar mitzvah when I was 13. <laughs> Sorry. You should have f- foresaw the future. What is it? What, what's it's a little, like, 9 or 10-year-old yeah. Frank. I got to check out the chat. Who are you? Saying about my new shoes. You think they like them? How much older are you than me? Like, 30 years, right? You're a dick. <laughs> so, Adrian Peterson, Greg. Lots of interesting see, Robert Digg says, what are those? All right. Somebody else said... Reeboks and Yeezys. That, that's, you know, they're Adidas. Reeboks and Yeezys. They're not Michelle's shoes. <laughs> oh, boy. That wasn't, you know, I was hoping for a better reaction here. They don't like your shoes, Greg. I don't like those shoes. They look like a sky print in an old rundown casino. <laughs> so, I would they're say. They're not wrong. I mean, look, I, they're not for everybody. That's what I'll say. They're I would say not for that everybody. the reaction has been pretty positive. Is it? Yeah. Like, they fit you. Because I've seen you wear, like, outlandish, like, bright shoes like that before. Right. Very Walking with, like, the salmon shirts and stuff, so. Today I'm wearing boat shoes. Should I show you my shoes today? No, I mean, they're just Sperry's, really. They're, like, brown and pink Sperry's. There you go. Those I love that we've today. transformed into a, a shoe collection show. The shoe room. The shoe rack. That's actually in the name of a store. Mark Carr loves them! How about that? There you go. Mark Carr. I like you, buddy. Adrian Peterson for Jarek McKinnon. hope that was, like, a keeper league trade. Yeah, that's, let's hope so. All right. So, anyway, after we, after we were done with the positive reaction from my new sneakers, um, I wanted to get to some of the other players that are being traded, or, or you could buy low, or, or buy high, or sell low and sell high. Um, mm. And in particular, I want to start with Kenyon Drake, because I own Kenyon Drake. Greg, we never mentioned any of the Adrian Peterson trades. You just did. You mentioned like three of them, dude. No. Well, I want to get your thoughts on them. Do you like them? Not for the Burkhead or McKinnon, I don't. This is a really interesting one, too, because I think we can all consider Keenan Allen a buy low right now. Adrian Peterson and Devin Funches for Keenan Allen. That seems like a great trade to get Keenan Allen. I agree. 
That's something, if you can try and pull that off, I would look into doing. Adrian Peterson and Tyler Boyd for TJ Yeldon and Carryon Johnson. Don't like it. Don't like it. I agree. I like buying Carryon Johnson right now. Don't like that trade, though. Adrian Peterson and Nelson Aguilar for Will Fuller, Greg. Buying high on Fuller. Something that... Seems like a lot. Seems like too much to give up. I like the AP side. I'm a little worried about Aguilar, though. And it's not just me reacting to him having a bad game, but... The Cavalry is coming for the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, no doubt Alshon about it. Jeffrey practiced cleared for today, contact, cleared yeah. for contact. I'm not sure that he's again back this week, but he's coming back soon. The reason why we liked Aguilar is because early on in the season, we thought we would get a lot out of him with Alshon Jeffrey Hurt. Zach Ertz is absolutely dominating targets. Yeah. We had Mike Blewett in here earlier downstairs. And they've One signed of, a running back. What? They signed a running back already? Yes. Who is it? Welcome to the squad! Kenyon Barner! Gosh. All right, well, he's not going to have much of a role. <laughs> Until he does. I, it doesn't change the way that I feel about them anyway. Mike Blewett was in here earlier, and he said there are four players in the NFL, four position players, skill position players, who have had double-digit targets in every single game this year. One of them is Zach Ertz. So he's not going away. No, we, we knew that already. I think Adrian Peterson for Nelson Aguilar, for Will Fuller, I like that trade. I'm I'm sipping the Will Fuller Kool Aid. Nelson Aguilar's a lot to give up. I don't think Aguilar goes away either, dude. I really I'm don't. I'm not saying he goes away, but I've had people ask me how do I value Nelson Aguilar moving forward, and I think he's closer to like that low end wide receiver three range than he was, you know, this week. Like we had him ranked as a top twenty four wide receiver. A lot of people were in on Aguilar and had him as like a wide receiver two. I'm just saying moving forward, I think he's probably closer to like a low-end wide receiver three. By the way, Ray Summerlin had a great tweet on Sonny Michelle. Okay. Sonny Michelle has been given a carry or a target on 81% of his snaps this season. Okay. So, yeah, he's, they're clearly going to use him. Like, the last time the Patriots used a first-round pick on a running back, it was Lawrence Maroney. And they used Lawrence Maroney a lot, too. And he scored a lot of touchdowns for that team. And I think that's what we could expect out of Sonny Michelle. Assuming... He doesn't fumble because he did have fumbling issues in college, so that's something to note. Absolutely. Okay, can we move on to somebody else now? Yes. Other than EP? Yes. Thank you. Uh, Kenyon Drake. So Kenyon Drake, I've started in the first three weeks. It's been a disaster the first three weeks, essentially. Oh, he was perfectly fine in week two. <laughs> two out of the three weeks. It was a bit <laughs> of a disaster. Week four is upon us. The Dolphins at the Patriots. I'm a little nervous about Kenyon Drake this week. And I was talking to somebody earlier today that was like, hey, I want to actually trade for Kenyon Drake. I'm buying him. I'm like, Really? So I'm trying to figure out what his trade value currently is. Where are you in Kenyon Drake? I actually wrote him down as a buy-low candidate right now uh, just because look, he's still dominating snaps, right? Like He's playing 67% of the snaps on the season compared to Frank Gore's 34. So they're pretty close. It's like a 65-35 split right now in favor of Kenyon Drake. And I think last week, as we mentioned, Greg, was a very fluky week for the Miami Dolphins. That game switched very quickly and based on big plays. And by the time they had the lead, they didn't really have enough time left to feed Kenyon Drake. I will admit, he let a lot of people down, and that's why I think you could go out and get him on the cheap right now because, personally, I still value him as a solid RB2. I'm not going to say high-end RB2. I don't think he's like a top 15 running back, but I would say he's probably in that like RB18 to 24 range. Like He's an RB2. And if someone had him in their lineup last week and they lost because he put up like that's me ten yards, I did. Then I'm gonna wi- I'm gonna be willing to try and buy on him now. Sure. If someone's valuing him more so as like a flex running back, okay? Because I think he's better than that. All right. What do you offer me? Like he's on my bench. Like he's on my bench this week. Not not elite that we're in together. Um, 
He's on my bench this week. I'm very nervous about him. He's facing the Patriots. Why are you nervous about him? Because this is a pretty stinks. good matchup, no? Is it? I don't know how many carries he's going to get. The most attempts he's had in a single game this season is 14. He had 48 and that was week two, right? And he that, was week, that was week one. How many attempts did he have in week 11. two? But he had receptions, too. Like, he's still... In the, when you put it in perspective of the percentage of touches that he's getting from the running back position, it's not like Frank Gore is getting... Like, he might have had more in week three, but again, that was, like, just a really fluky game. Kenyon Drake is out-carrying him, and he's getting more targets than, Ken, than Frank Gore Frank as well. Gore got the start, whatever that's worth. Um, in week one, he is 14 for 48, three, three catches for 18 yards. In week two, 11 for 53, four for 17 yards. That's 15 touches. What do you want? Frank Gore what, what's the offer here? Well, I'm looking up how... The Patriots are allowing 4.7 yards per carry this season, and that is ninth. In the NFL. So I don't think this is a bad matchup. Okay. Especially if you think that the Dolphins could keep it close. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but... All right, so let's see. Some trades that are going down involving Kenyon Drake right now. I'd like to see Kenyon Drake for Tevin Coleman, one for one. That's interesting. Kenyon Drake for Jarvis Landry. I actually think that Jarvis Landry is a solid, even closer to high-end wide receiver, too, especially in PPR format. So that proves that people are still valuing Kenyon Drake. That one person is. Kenyon Drake for Isaiah Crowell. Like, if you can turn Isaiah Crowell into Kenyon Drake right Agree. now, that's something I would do. Absolutely. But you're not accepting that trade. I'm more interested, not so much the running back for running back, because that's, that, that's very rare that that happens. Okay. Give me a wide receiver. All right, I'm going to look at the top. Let's see, like, someone in the 20 range. Like, would you take Kenny Stills for Kenyon Drake right now? No. I would try to sell Kenny Stills, though. I think he's a sell-high candidate. Okay. Um, I'll, Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry... Like, would you take Will Fuller for Kenyon Drake? Yes. I think that's a fair trade. Yes, I would. And I think I'd rather have Will Fuller. I'd rather have Will Fuller, absolutely. But that depends if you have the running back depth to pull that off. Cooper Cup. I'd rather have... Wow, my initial reaction was Drake, but Cup in that explosive Rams offense. I think that's a fair offer, man. But for where Cooper Cup was going, right, in drafts, like, anywhere from, like, the fifth to the seventh round, because we saw him creep up as drafts went on. sure. I think if you could turn Cooper Cup into Kenyon Drake right now to acquire a running back, if you need running back help, right. that's something I would look to do. I think it's a fair. I think, I think it's a fair offer. And if you drafted again, if you drafted Cooper Cup, you probably got him as like your wide receiver three or four. Right. So that means you're likely going to have some wide receiver depth because he's outperforming where he was drafted. I'm going to go back to what I what, what I've been doing. Like to me, you could trade Tyler Boyd right now for Kenyon Drake. I think that's a good thing to turn Tyler Boyd into. Yeah, that's fair. Right? He's in this range. He's, uh, he's actually wide receiver 15 overall right now, which might surprise some people. But he did have that monster game last week, which was either on a lot of people's benches or on a lot of waiver wires. How about Sammy Watkins, Greg? He's wide receiver 32 overall right now. After a porous week one, he's trending in the right direction two weeks in a row in an explosive Chiefs offense. I think I'd rather... S- I think I'd rather Sammy Watkins. But this is the range, though. Like, we're, yeah, we're, this is what we're figuring out. Like, Cooper Cup is wide receiver 27. Sammy Watkins is wide receiver 32. So, like, that wide receiver three range, if you could turn one of those guys into Kenyon Drake right now, I think, it, I think it's something I would look into. I would look into it also. I'm not sold on necessarily doing it, but I would look into it. I agree with that. Would you trade Marvin Jones for Kenyon Drake? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, Marvin Jones, who is wide receiver 32. So, again, he's right in that range. Uh-huh. I think that makes a lot of sense. 
Personally, I value Kenny Galladay higher than Marvin Jones now. Okay. I know that we said um, like Golden Tate is the safe floor every single week. He's Not that he has the highest upside in this offense week in and week out, but he has the safest floor every single week. So I'm going to rank him most of the time the highest of the group. And a few weeks ago, we said it's going to alternate being Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. I trust Kenny Galladay now based on what we've I seen agree. three weeks into the season more so than I do Marvin Jones. What about John Brown for Kenyon Drake? We're going to have Kenyon Drake pretty easily there, I think. Yeah. All right, so there you go. 844-843-6879. Start sit question from uh, Greg. Would you start Kenny and no, Drake? We're not doing start sit questions on... But Greg asked us. Like Greg, like you? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll answer your question, Greg. Kenny and Drake or Calvin Ridley this week? Greg from uh, the Hamptons. Sure. Kenny and Drake or who? Calvin Ridley. Oh, gosh. Or Cooper Cup. Start two of those three. So Cooper Cup against the Vikings, Calvin Ridley against the Bengals. And Kenny and Drake against New England. You got it wrong last week. This is half PPR? Uh-huh. I also have Chris Hogan on the bench. Probably, probably bench Kenyon Drake. That's what I have right now. But again, I haven't done my running back or wide receiver rankings. I'm going to look more. I'm going to break down, obviously, every matchup stats more so in depth tonight. So I'll have a better answer for you tomorrow. But just from the outside looking in on the surface, I would I think I would bench Kenyon Drake out of that group right now. Another popular name that we have heard about in the trade vicinity has been carry on Johnson, right? Like people really buying into what he did last week on Sunday night football against Patriots. Listen, we, we watch every game. We all have red zone, but those primetime games, they still matter because people pay more attention to Thursday night and pay more attention to Sunday night and Monday night. So what carry on Johnson did really opened up some eyes. What is carry on Johnson's current trade value, Frankie? I still, I don't think he's being rated correctly because obviously he's only had one good game out of three. And I think as the season goes on, the Lions have to realize that you have to use the best players who give you the best chance to win, right? So uh, on Johnson, clearly more explosive than LeGarrette Blount. I think he outgained him by like 60 yards, 50 yards, something like that on the same number of carries. Um, again, the first 100-yard rusher in like the past, I don't know, 70 years for the Detroit Lions. So Carry on Johnson, I think, as the season goes on, is just going to build more and more value, and people aren't valuing him correctly yet. Um, his draft stock was, what, 6th, 7th round? He's being drafted as, like, a flex running back, as, like, a running back three, I think, when it was all said and done. That late, huh? And I think as the season goes on, he's going to become a top 24 wide receiver, uh, top 24 running back. He's not there yet. I think he's in the flex discussion this week against the... The Lions are playing the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I think we see more carry on Johnson in that game. He's more of a flex running back this week, but as the season goes on, I think he turns into a running back too. Yeah, I think he's a guy you want to buy right now. I, yes. I think, especially you if you can afford to wait. Like, right again, you could plug him in your flex. Ideally, you don't want him to be your RB two right now. But if you can acquire him, because I think you could acquire him for cheaper than you could Kenyon Drake right now, Greg. Absolutely. Like some of those wide receivers that we mentioned. Oh, absolutely, but some sure. of those wide receivers that you mentioned. I think you could go even lower than that and offer something like that up for carry on Johnson. Greg, I offered this trade in a league last night. I offered Chris Hogan and Jordan Wilkins for carry on Johnson. Is that a fair trade? I don't think it's unfair. I'd rather have carry on Johnson for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's already been rejected. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's like... I thought it wasn't like egregious. I don't think it's egregious, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't think it's egregious by any means. Um, but... I wouldn't do it. I also offered a... Running backs, if you just look at it, like running backs are just so... What? Nothing, go. What? (laughs) What? 
Tell me. I think running backs are just so hard to come by in general. That we're talking about Carryon Johnson and Kenyon Drake, and you just want a piece of them because of what could happen in the future. And it's really, really hard right now to just find that true flex running back, right? Like they're just they don't exist right now. Which makes it really, really hard to pull off a trade or to find a guy on the waiver wire because there's nobody out there. It's it's really, really hard. We'll take a break here. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna take your trade calls at 844-843-6879 and go over more of the players that we're trading for and not next. There's only one place to listen to the best fantasy advice, and that's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. By downloading the FNTSY Radio Network app, you'll be blessed with having the top fantasy experts right in your pocket. You'll get award-winning and entertaining programs like the Roto Experts. Let's cock-a-doodle-do it. Fantasy best friends forever. Yo! Carton and friends. Yeah, buddy! And so much more. You feel what I'm saying? Download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app now and take the most trusted fantasy experts with you wherever you go. If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches, and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus. No more dealing with late lineup scratches, no experts to compete against, just you and the prop that you choose. Go to myboogie.ag and enter promo code FNTSY upon sign up and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's myboogie.ag. The promo code is FNTSY. Bengals coach Marvin Lewis came out just a moment ago, Frank, and said that AJ Green this week, his status, very optimistic. Yeah, and that's a lot of what we've heard. Again, A.J. Green wants to play in this matchup. It's in Atlanta. He played at Georgia University, and he's been compared to Julio Jones since they've come into the draft together. Uh, they were drafted very closely. Uh, so, yeah, I think A.J. Green wants to get out there. But, again, these groin injuries are very, very tricky. And I have a feeling that tomorrow, when Dr. A is on, he's going to tell us that ideally A.J. Green should sit out. Yeah. But he's probably not going to. I agree. Who do you value higher right now, by the way? We had a trade question because uh, this is our trade show yes, uh, on Twitter. Would you trade Quincy Newman for Tyler Boyd right now? We talk about these guys each of the last couple of weeks. Who do, who do you value higher? Yeah, I think that's close. I'll still take Quincy Inunua I think so just too. because of the target share, man. Like he's, I saw Florio answer a question today, and he said Tyler, um, Quincy Inunua still has double the amount of targets of like the next closest person on the team. So we know how much Sam Darnold likes him. Uh, and the Bengals' offense, yes, it's more explosive, but Tyler Boyd still has to compete with A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert while he's healthy, uh, Joe Mixon once he returns, even when he's not Giovanni Bernard. So I'll take Quincy Nunwa just because of the target share he's getting. There's really not many explosive options for the New York Jets' offense. No. So he's going to be force-fed the ball. Absolutely. Before we get to the calls, it's 844-843-6879. Is there anybody else that you've seen traded? I know you listed a bunch of players uh, on, our, on our sheet here. Um, is there anyone specifically that you wanted to get to before we got to the callers? There's just two high-end names that I wanted to mention. 
I think Odell Beckham is just going to have a monster week. Like, I think this is the coming out party against the Saints defense. Listen, listen he's had monster week. Absolutely like, Last week was a monster week just to get in the end zone. No, yeah, that's why. Like, I don't think people are valuing him correctly right now because he hasn't had that monster game, right? He hasn't scored a touchdown. Someone might be frustrated because they started 0-3 and, and they drafted Odell Beckham in the first round. He's wide receiver 29 overall right now in half-point PPR league. So people might be frustrated by him, and I wouldn't be. Like, he's still putting up numbers. He's still getting... A huge percentage of the market, uh, the target share for the New York Giants, and I just think he, this is going to be the coming out party. No Evan Engram this week, at least we're not expecting him right now. Uh, and I think that Odell Beckham is going to be a huge benefactor because of that. If you can turn someone like Devontae Adams and like add another small piece on your bench to go out and get like Odell Beckham, that's something that I would try to do. Listen, I'm an Odell Beckham owner, and I've been talking to people about trades all day for Odell Beckham, and I, I and you're trying to get rid of him. I am. I, I'm owning three, and I need to make a move. I just just because you need more depth pieces. So like, I put an offer out this morning. Don't you also have Antonio Brown? I do. I think you get more for Antonio Brown right I now. I can. Um, I was offered, and you can tell me what you think of this trade. Yeah. I guess I was offered it. It was it was more of a discussion than a full offer to be. Perfectly reasonable. Yes. But the offer was Antonio Brown and Geronimo Allison. Going away from your team. Going away from my team. For Chris Thompson, for Chris Thompson, Calvin Ridley, and Adam Thielen. No. I said no. I wouldn't have done it either. I said no. I would want more of a sure thing at the running back position than Chris Thompson. I agree. And it's not to say that Chris Thompson is bad, but again, he's game flow dependent. We saw that last week. In games where the where Washington is leading, it's going to be a lot of Adrian Peterson. When they get into shootouts or they're trailing in games, then we're going to see a lot of Chris Thompson. We saw that in week two. So the highs can be very high for Chris Thompson. The lows can be very low. So I think I would want more of a sure thing than Chris Thompson if I'm trading away Antonio Brown. What if I made it A.B. and Allison for Thielen, Carlos Hyde, and Calvin Ridley? That's a little bit closer. Um if you need the depth, which you obviously do, I just still feel like you get more for Antonio Brown. I tend to agree. Like that's closer. I would. I would search. Like it's not a bad offer. It's certainly not a bad offer. No. But I would search around a little bit more. I would shop Antonio Brown a little bit more just to see what I could get from him. Just because he was like the number one wide receiver. It's the name value of Antonio Brown. I would just, again, I would try to acquire Odell Beckham. And on the flip side, I just wanted to throw this out there. I know people are going to call me crazy. Well, would you try shopping Alvin Kamara right now? Like, and, and, in, and in return, I'm not just saying like, oh, get like two depth pieces, whatever, for Alvin Kamara. Like, I'd want a guy like Ezekiel Elliott and like another starting piece. I saw a trade on Yahoo, Greg. It was Ezekiel Elliott and Adam Thielen for Alvin Kamara. Like, isn't that something you would take? Sure. Because you're getting a high-end sure. wide receiver two, a low-end wide receiver one in Adam Thielen, and you're getting still a top-five running back in return for Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, totally agree with you. And Kamara, look, at some point, like, Ingram is coming back, and he's going to take touches away. Like, there's no running back that's getting carries behind Alvin Kamara right now. Like, his running back touches have clearly gone up this year. I think he's averaging, like, 13 rushing attempts last year. That was under 10 for the season. And he's has, like, 9 or 10 receptions per game. If you ask me, I would say when Mark Ingram comes back, it, we're probably closer to like 10 or 11 carries a game for Kamara and like seven receptions. He's probably more of like the, you know, 17, 18, 19 touches per game rather than like the over 20 he's been getting. So I would just, I would shop it. I would throw it out there and see if I get like two 
top 12 at their position in return for Alvin Kamara. Just throw it out there. 844-843-6879. Let's go to the phone lines and start with James in California. What's going on, James? Do we have James? Jameson, are you there? Hello? Hey, James. What's up, man? How are you doing? Doing great. I have a question. Um, I'm in a two-quarterback league. I am super stacked at wide receiver. <clears throat> My running backs are super-duper weak. Um, someone just sent me a trade offer, trading away DeAndre Hopkins and getting Christian McCaffrey. What do you guys think? Is this PPR? Half-point PPR. I have, um, I have DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Galladay, Godwin, Mike Williams and Tyler Lloyd. And who are your current running backs? Yeah. I have Matt Breida, Royce Freeman, Peyton Barber, and Mark Ingram. You have to do it. You don't have an RB1. Yeah, you have to do this. I think you have enough wide receiver twos to make it up. So I I think you you have to do this. I think in a vacuum, I would rather keep DeAndre Hopkins. But when you need the running back help and you're that stacked at wide receiver, like I wouldn't be... Like stubborn about it, so I don't. I don't even know in a vacuum if I would do it in a lot. Like in a vacuum, I, it's I not say, far off. It's it's, it's very it's close. very close, dude. In a vacuum, I'd still want to keep DeAndre Hopkins. I, I don't even know but when you I'm need what? that running back help. It's a fair trade. It's a, it's a fair trade. Did I try to trade Julio Jones? Six and one half dozen, dude. Six and one. Who would you ra- Who would you rather have, Greg? DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones? Like if he could give up Julio Jones to get McCaffrey, I'd probably rather have Hopkins. I agree. 844-843-6879. Let's go to Devin in San Antonio. What's going on, Devin? Hey, guys. Uh, how are you all today? Doing great, man. What's up? So, uh, uh, Kenyon Drake uh, was dropped in my 10-team um, full PPR league. Okay. Um, I, I had to pick him up, but now I have uh, eight running backs <laughs> um, and, and three receivers. Um, my receivers are pretty good, so I'm not too worried, but... I want to I wanna try and get some, like, receiver depth and trade away at least, at least, like, you know, two or three of these guys. Um, my running backs are Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Royce Freeman, Sony Michelle, Carrion Johnson, and uh, Giovanni Bernard. I wanted to target maybe, like, a Robert Woods or, like, a Doug Baldwin. Um, that's the team I'm negotiating with. What, what do y'all think? Well, I like, Which two should I package? I like the idea of Robert Woods, Doug Baldwin. I just like why mess with something that you don't have to mess with at this point, especially in your ten team league. Yeah, and you need wide receiver depth. So like the bye weeks are coming. You only have three receivers. You need a guy that is going to be able to get plugged in. We still don't know when Doug Baldwin is returning. I, I know we've saw, we saw some questions about it for this week. I still don't think it's this week, and I'm not sure that it's next week either. So I'm with Greg on this one. So Mark Ingram, Le'Veon Bell, Joe Mixon, uh, and he has Gio Bernard. So he has the Bengals locked up. Aaron Jones, uh, Royce Freeman, Sony Michelle, Carrion Johnson. He said we wanted to keep Sony Michelle and Carrion, Greggy, but well, those are guys that we're buying into right now. But I think when you have this much running back depth, depth, you can probably shop one of those guys. I think like a Carrion for Robert Woods is a fair trade. Yeah, I I don't think that's unfair. I think I'd rather have Robert Woods. So, I, given your depth, I, I think that's cool. Like to me, like shouldn't you try to trade Sony Michelle first? Would you? I think so. Who knows what this dude's going to be, man? Better offense in the Patriots. I know. More scoring opportunities. I get it. The, the Lions could still be stupid and use Legarrette Blunt. Yes, they could. So, like, there's there's actually 
what we thought was more frustrating situation coming into the year with the Patriots has now flipped to the Lions because they have three running backs that they're still going to use, Greg. I get it, man. I, I, get, I get where you're coming from. I don't know. Yeah, I think offering like a carry-on for Robert Woods or, you know, even a Sony Michelle, like those two guys, just because I don't, I don't know how you're ever going to get them into the lineup. Like as much as we like them, you still have Mark Ingram. Uh, you still have the Bengals running backs, and Joe Mixon is going to be back. Aaron Jones, I mean, you probably don't need to own Aaron Jones in a 10-team PPR when you have eight running backs. Like, if you wanted to drop him for a wide receiver that's available, I'm not opposed to doing that either. Uh, but I think Michelle and Carrion, you can't really trade Royce Freeman right now because his value is pretty low. It's much lower than his draft stock was. Definitely. Absolutely. 844-843-6879. Let's sneak in one more call before we sign off YouTube. That's going to be Johnny in California. What's up, Johnny? Hey, brother. How you doing today? Doing great, man. How are you doing? Good. I got a question. Um, I got two positions I'm trying to fill for my week. I got a flex and a receiver position. Uh, right now I have Deshaun Jackson in my receiver, and in my flex I have Chris Carson. But uh, I have uh, Kenyon Drake on the bench, Jordan or Josh Gordon, Cooper Cup, Carryon Johnson, Tyler Boyd. And I was wondering, should I throw any of those guys in? Besides the ones I have, Frankie, it's always hard to do lineup questions on a Wednesday because there's still a lot to figure out for the week, um, especially with matchups here. So you have Chris Carson in the flex. They're going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and Drake, Josh Gordon, Cooper Cup. I think Cup is probably the safest out of all these players. Agreed. Um, so I, I would put him in ahead of Deshaun Jackson. The Tampa Bay Bucks are going up against the Bears this week, who have actually had a pretty good defense and secondary. So, and he's so boomer bust. I, I would okay. take the safe points in Cooper Cup. I would get him in there, and then you, you'd figure out your flex later on in the week. But the way that I'm leaning right now, um, it's probably towards Tyler Boyd, Greg. I mean, there's just so many names here. Yeah, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot here. Differentiate. There's a lot here. Um, Tyler Boyd makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, I know Cooper Cup plays tomorrow, so that's the guy that I would get in the lineup at the wide receiver position. Definitely, I think he's a safety. Definitely, he plays in the slot for the Los Angeles Rams and the Vikings defense. Um, their strength is on the outside cornerback, so I think we worry a little bit more about Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks this week. But I would get Cooper Cup in uh, before tomorrow's game at the wide receiver position, and then for the flex, maybe later on in the week when we have more information, call back in uh, and we can help you out with the flex. But it, 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 there's just too much to figure out um, with that flex position. I, I would get Cooper Cup in for sure, though. That's going to do it for us on YouTube. Of course, we'll continue over the next five minutes on the radio and certainly on your podcast. We'll go to the top of the hour. The Fantasy Football Frenzy comes your way next. Subscribe to the channel. Leave us a comment. Rate us five stars, please. We'd really appreciate it. That's absolutely correct, Ray. Head on over to DailyRoto.com. It is, is the industry's leading daily fantasy site that has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners. They've also given millions of dollars more to sm in smaller prizes to other subscribers. Once there, you click on Go Premium, use the same daily fantasy line optimizer that has helped Daily Roto customers achieve such remarkable success. And if it's sports wagering that you're into, click on the new sports betting tab where you'll be able to use the same tools that'll produce all those daily fantasy winnings from money line picks, picks against the spread, game totals, and player props. Go to dailyroto.com, enter FNTSY for a special discount. That's dailyroto.com, the industry website where millionaires are made. Literally. Frankie, 
we've talked a lot about Carlos Hyde today. Yes. Um, Marshawn Lynch is another name that you've written that you're holding. I tried to buy Marshawn Lynch. I'm not believing in all of it, man. I, I, like, I, I don't know what's not real about Marshawn Lynch. Yes, the Raiders are going to be down quite a bit this season in which he won't wind up being on the field because they'll be down. It'll be a lot more of Jalen Rashard. Um, but I, I'm buying Marshawn Lynch right now. I don't know that I'm actively buying him. Okay. It depends how like the opposing person values him. Like, where do you? I value Marshall Lynch as like a low end RB two right now. Okay. And I think that's fair uh, for every single week. Look, that offensive line is still very good. You're right. The defense is not great. Um, but I don't. I don't know that they're going to be in games often where they're getting blown out by like 14 points. I mean, we have to remember they were playing the Los Angeles Rams in Week One. Sure. A, a team that you know is now Super Bowl favorites. They're favored at two to one to win the Super Bowl. Right. So. I think more often than not, they'll probably be within like seven points, and he has a good offensive line. So yeah, I'm just I'm holding on to Marshawn Lynch. I value him as like a solid to low end RB two, uh, and look, he graded out very well last year in terms of metrics, like advanced stats. He's right up there again. Like he's top five in tackles avoided this year. He shows no signs uh, signs of slowing down. Like you watch him run, he still runs like a beast. He's he's throwing people all around the field. In terms of yards after contact, he's 11th in the league. Um, he's 3.2 yards after contact per attempt. So he grades out well metric, uh, metrics-wise. And I don't know that the Raiders are going to be have, like, have many games this year where they're tra- trailing by like more than 7 or 10 points. So okay. I, I, think, I think he's safe. So, why, he's safe so why aren't you buying him then? You're holding. Because I think where he was being drafted is where his value still is right now. Like, in my opinion, where I had him ranked coming into the year was like, RB20, which to me is a solid to low-end right. RB2, and that's how I still value him. Uh, and that makes so I don't sense. value him much higher than that. But if someone else who has him is like, look, I just want to get rid of Marshall Lynch for anything, then yeah, I'll be willing to be in on that. That makes sense. That makes complete sense to me. Um, 844-843-6879, Corey Parson, Jim Day, Chris Venture, come your way next. They'll certainly take your calls uh, and as they go over and continue going over uh, the waiver wire here. One name that we have not mentioned yet, Alan Robinson. He's on, the, he's on this list as uh, someone you're buying right now. I'm assuming for the target share. What, what makes you want to buy Allen Robinson? Yeah, it's really just everything. He leads the Bears in like every receiving category right now. Um, it, you mentioned the target share. That's at 26%. Uh, he leads the team in receiving yards. He leads the team in targets. Uh, he's tied for receptions with 16. Leads the team in air yards. So he's not just being used uh, in short to intermediate routes. They're targeting him downfield. Um, he's leading the team in A dot. He's leading the team in red zone targets. So I think there's better days coming for Allen Robinson. People might be valuing him as like a wide receiver three. I think he's more of like the low end wide receiver two range. That's going to do it for us. As I mentioned, the fantasy football frenzy comes your way next. For Frankie Stanfield, my name is Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope. Yeah.